0: This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Change, Redefining Success,
1: the podcast designed to inspire you and give you actionable information to enhance, up-level, reimagine, and reinvent your life and your livelihood. No matter where you started, where you are now, or where you've been, you too can lead an authentic, first-class life each week, New stories of turning points and transformation will help you define what success means to you so you can live your best life on your terms. Now, here's your host, first class life mentor and certified profiting from your passions coach, Kate Fessler.
0: Welcome to Change Redefining Success. I'm your host, Kate Fessler, and today my guest is Tracy Warren. Tracy, at her heart, is a community creator. Her mission is to help move the needle for women in business. Sometimes that is her standing on the sidelines cheerleading, and other times it's gently speaking the truth in love to help you get to the next level. Her newest venture and home is InSpark Coworking, a shared office community for entrepreneurs, freelancers, and office misfits to spend their time working, collaborating, and plotting to take over the world. Welcome, Tracy. (laughs) Thank you. The word community means different things to different people. How do you define it? What does community mean to you?
1: Mm, That is such a good question. Community means a lot of different things to me, but um, it means family and collaboration and a safe space to be just who you are. And I think Mm. that's really the biggest thing is that, you know, when you go to events, it's sometimes can be about posturing and, you know, putting your best foot forward. And in a community, you just get to be who you are.
0: Mm. So how does community move the needle for women in business? Why is that Mm. important for women especially?
1: Oh, so community is important for women because for a number of reasons, but I think the biggest reasons are having others around you who can, well, like eWomen Network, it's lift as you climb, it's you're helping other people, other women along Um, and someone else was, is holding you along. And so we're all supporting one another, but I think for women specifically, I feel like there are all sorts of other life pressures that are put on us, that we put on ourselves that keep us from reaching our full potential. Mm -hmm. And I think that community in a community Um, I can look at someone or the other members of this specific community can look at one another and say, Hey, when you say you can't do that, is that really true? And how, what would it look like if you could do it and Mm -hmm. how can we support you while you do?
0: Yeah. Encouragement and uplifting. Mm Absolutely. Absolutely. Unlike many of my other guests, you have never had a corporate job. The industry that you were in for nineteen years is a very different kind of structure, the direct selling industry, or as it's sometimes affectionately or not so affectionately known, MLM or a multi-level marketing. I remember those were some of the only options for women back in the day. The home parties. Wow. You were an
1: Avon lady. Tell me about that. You know, I sold I didn't even, I hadn't even heard of Avon when I signed up to sell Avon. And this was the third, almost 30 years ago. Now. I didn't know what networking was. I didn't know what anything was. And so I actually approached it from the, okay, I'm going to reach out to my family and friends and which I found um, out very quickly that that doesn't really work. And But my favorite thing about selling Avon was my customers. Um, These were people who I got to visit with on a regular basis, who I had all their phone numbers memorized and I had a, you know, little route that I would drive around. Um, And yeah, so it was very different. And, I think if I were approaching a business like that now, I would do it so very differently. Um, But it worked for us when I was a new mom. And so it allowed me some flexibility to be a mom and contribute to the family income.
0: Mm -hmm. Those types of businesses were, and I guess still are, their own type of community for women by women started when women weren't really working outside of the home or as you mentioned when you're a new mom you don't want a full-time job because you want to be home with your kids you want some flexibility that seems like ancient history right when people when women didn't really work outside the home but it wasn't really that long ago (laughs) no it wasn't what changes did you see in avon specifically and the industry in general over those 19 years
1: You know, I didn't, the the biggest change probably came with the internet that all of a sudden we went from, when I first started selling Avon, we had to fill out little bubbles, you know, like those bubble tests that we took in high school where you had to fill it out with a pencil. Uh That's how we did our Avon orders was (laughs) with a big book and we filled in little dots. And so really, the internet being able to place orders online made a big difference. I mean, I think now, with social media that would uh that would be it, well, it would make it so much easier, yeah because <laughs> everything was by phone, and I think even for me at the time i I think outside of the box as often as possible, and I carried a pager. For my business. And what I would do is, I would load all my orders into my car and I would call my customers and say, I'm out today delivering. If you get home, page me and I'll stop at your house. Mm. (laughs) And like, nobody has pagers anymore. Actually, that's not true. That is not true. Some
0: people still do. Yeah, they do. (laughs) It's pretty archaic though it is. So speaking of social media, you became a social media expert. What was it that led you in that direction?
1: Uh, oh, you know, I, I had left Avon. I was kind of searching for what I wanted to do and where I was starting to hear things like focusing on your expertise and You know, getting the right people on the right seats of the bus—that those kinds of things—from good to great. And I started helping a friend with her social media, and I was like, you know, I'm pretty good at this. And something that I skipped in the Avon story is that for a couple of years, I was a corporate trainer for Avon, so I got to travel around the country and teach other Avon representatives tools for how to sell beauty stuff. Mm. And so help starting to help my friend with her social media, I was able, it gave me another opportunity to be in front of people because what I discovered is that I love that. I love give me a microphone and an audience and uh, I shine.
0: It's your element.
1: I, in my element. Sure.
0: How, how has the internet and social media changed our perception and definition of community?
1: Hmm. I think the biggest difference it's made as far as community is the world feels more like a community. That it used to be that if something bad happened or something good happened around the world, we didn't hear about it unless it hit our local media, and now we hear about everything, good and bad, that happens. And um, I think in some people that has really caused a a want, a desire to do something. You know, when a when a tragedy strikes somewhere like Puerto Rico, I know there's very little I can do, you know, sure. I can send some money to some organization. Um, but I think that it has caused people to double down in their local communities where we feel like we can have more of an impact. And we also feel like in a lot of ways that we know people more than we actually do. Right. Cause I'm friends with you and I see your life. So we must be friends type thing. Right. Does that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think people also form communities that weren't possible before. So before there yes. was the physical community of your neighbors and your, you know, your friends and your town and the people you went to school with or your whatever your family. Um, and now we have the ability to form communities with people, with people, as you said, all around the world. It's a global community, and we form our communities based more on either shared interests or you know uh, common goals, which has really made it uh, has expanded it. but in some ways I think uh, and this is just my personal bias. I think that it's made us less um, less committed
1: to our local communities.
0: if that mm-hmm. makes sense.
1: Yeah. I can absolutely see that. I think it's also as much as we've joined into these groups of like-minded people, there's so much that has, there's so much division even among that. Mm-hmm. And I believe 100% that we are more similar as humans than we are different. And um we're better together in a local or global economy, like standing hand in hand for a common purpose is so much better than standing with fists up, ready to fight to the death for our purpose.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I agree. We've got to take a short break. And when we come back, Building a co working community.
1: Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Thanks for
0: joining us. Back now with your host, Kate Fessler. Welcome back. You are listening to Change, Redefining Success. I'm Kate Fessler and my guest today is community builder, Tracy Warren. Tracy, you've built online communities and helped others do the same, but now you're building a physical community, an in-person co-working space. For those who don't know, tell us what co-working is.
1: I define co-working as shared office space where entrepreneurs, freelancers, Remote workers can come together and have a quiet place to work, but also a place to connect, to collaborate if those are things that you are interested in.
0: Mm, So that's where the co-working comes in.
1: (laughs) Co-working. Well, before I started this space, I would reach out to friends, uh, fellow business owners and say, hey, let's get together at such and such coffee shop and co-work. So we would get together, we would sit at the same table, open our laptops and work. But it also gave us an opportunity to, hey, I have an idea. Can I brainstorm something with you? So there's there's power in that working with other people, even though you're working on your own thing.
0: Right. So people who are solopreneurs and don't want to rent a full-time office, this would be a good option for them.
1: It's a great option. It's very cost effective um, and it gets people out of the, I know for me, when I work from home, I, I'm, I'm not good. I'm not good when I work from home. I'm, I'm a people person. I like to be out. But in addition, I let distractions, it's my choice. I let distractions get in the way of actually getting work done
0: hmm So true for most of us who live, yeah. at, who, who live and work in the same place. <laughs> yeah. Your co-working space is called InSpark, which is a great name. Besides a place to go work where there are other people around, which, as you alluded to earlier, lots of people call Starbucks, what other benefits does your co-working space provide?
1: Hmm. The other benefit, I mean, there's lots of benefits um, working here. And studies will show that people who work in a co-working space are more productive. They're more, they're able to get more work done. There, I had a gal come in yesterday and she didn't want to join because she's like, I work from home and I like working from home. And about two hours in, she she kind of banged her hand on the table and said, dang it, I'm so much more productive here. <laughs> And, um, but in addition, we have weekly um, business workshops, lunch and learns, where people from the community come and teach a very specific topic that helps us grow our businesses. I have absolutely 100% benefited from these workshops myself. Um, we have lots of other networking opportunities. We just had a potluck a couple of weeks ago. So there's all sorts of ways besides working to get connected to the community.
0: Mm-hmm. What gave you the idea to create this co-working space? Was there a need you saw, or was it a build it and they will come type of thing?
1: Build it and they will come is probably more of my Of how it happened. But it was a number of years ago that I went to a WeWork Mm -hmm. and I went there for a meeting. And there was something powerful and palatable about the energy in the space. Um, The challenge here is that WeWork is in a less, I don't want to drive there. Um, Mm -hmm. It's in the heart of Amazon country now. And so it's, It's challenging to get there, but there was something attractive about it. And then it was almost two years ago, I was at an event and we had to talk about what we desire. And I said out loud, I desire to not manage Facebook pages anymore, and I desire to open a co working space. And honestly, I was shocked. I had no idea that those were the words that were going to come out of my mouth. (laughs) And, but I came home and I started to research and figure some information out. I mean, there was so much I didn't know. I feel like there's still a lot I don't know. And I opened 10 months later. That's fast. Yeah. I, once I found the space that I loved with the with landlords that I absolutely adored, I knew that was the space I wanted. I'm in a group uh, on Facebook called Women Who Co-Work. It's all women co-working owners, and their advice is if all things being equal, if you can get a space with a great landlord, it's going to make your life much easier, so I definitely have that. So let's talk logistics. This is not an easy thing to do.
0: It's not like I'm going to do Facebook pages for people. Like you said, you needed to find a space, have a business plan. Did you get investors involved? I mean, what were
1: the hoops you needed to jump through to make this dream a reality? So many hoops. Um, Well, I did have to, I needed a business plan and I did some financial projections, um, which are all way off base, by the way. And (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did. Um, I did. I have a couple of investors um, that are partial owners of the space. And in the beginning, I also reached out to, I did a crowdfunding campaign where I raised some money. So there was a whole bunch of things I did to raise money to get here and um, did a lot of research about pricing. And I, I mean, I feel like with every business, cause I did this with my social media business, like you don't ever get to a place where you're like, okay, I have it all figured out. Like that just doesn't happen. <laughs> um, and being a community, I fully understand and 100% embrace the fact that I don't have all the answers. And so I rely on the community to offer feedback, to come up with brilliant ideas, right? Like if somebody comes to me and says, Hey, I have this idea for this, this specific thing for InSpark, like great, either it goes, it goes on my list or it's something we can implement immediately. And I love that. Like, I, 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 what I love most is I don't have to have all the brilliant ideas Mm -hmm. that that's part of community. You surround yourself with other really smart people and they can help fill the gaps. Right.
0: I was just there recently for a workshop by one of my previous podcast guests, Debbie Mycroft. It's a little less glitzy than the WeWork space in Bellevue. Um, but I think you cater to a different type of client. There seems to be the young millennial techie types who probably don't drive <laughs> or who might don't not. care if the parking is super expensive. Uh, who is the ideal person to become a member of your community at InSpark? Oh, gosh, that
1: ideal person. I I feel like this is something I wrestle with as a business owner, Um, I'm actually working with two MBA students right now, and they're going to help me. We're going to work on this tomorrow, but I think my ideal client is a lot like me. They're probably 35 to 50. They are entrepreneurs. They work from home, but prefer to be around other people. And I mean, that's probably my ideal, right? Like. Oftentimes, as business owners, we work with people that are a little bit like us. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a lot of who we're attracting. And we also, I mean, somebody said, it's female-focused. And I was like, ah, I'm not female-focused. But most of the members are women. And we've also got some amazing men who add something completely different to the space. So I, I just never know who's gonna walk through the door and be the next new member of Inspark. And I think that's part of what makes me love it here is every day is a little bit different. I, I'm never quite sure who's gonna be here from day to day because it varies. And there's something that, really appeals to my psyche about that. Hmm.
0: What should someone look for in a co-working space? Let's say they don't live around here and can't go to Inspark. Maybe they have a few choices where they live. How can they evaluate and decide whether it's right for them or which one is right for them? Hmm.
1: That is a great question. And I would say, test them out. It's very easy to look at a co working space and go, oh, look, it's all shiny and pretty. Mm-hmm. But go, most co working spaces have a day pass option or they have a free first day and go see what it's like. Spend five hours there. Like, are the chairs comfortable? Um, are there a whole bunch of people talking on their cell phones, right? Like, experience the space. And then make a decision because some of the other stuff, like the logistical things, you mentioned parking. Well, we have free parking and that's important to people. Um, Mm -hmm. The Wi-Fi is extremely important to most people. So if you can go into a space and test all those things out before you buy, if you will, um, you're going to be a whole lot happier in the long run. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Good advice. We're almost out of time, so I have to ask you, what is one book or resource that changed your life that you would recommend to people?
1: The book that I recommend to everyone is Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm. Um, It was his first book. It's about cashing in on your passion, and it changed my whole perspective on running my business and that was, you know, 10 years ago that I read it. So I gift it a lot. And, but that's, that's the one that's made the most impact on me.
0: Mm. If people want to find out more about you or Inspark, how
1: can they do that? Well, they can find me on all the social media. That's the, the benefit of having a social media business before is that I'm everywhere as long as you spell my name right. Or, right. Um, T-R-E-T-R-A-C-E-Y. <laughs> right. E-Y. Yeah. And, um, or insparkcoworking.com. insparkcoworking.com.
0: Any plans to expand InSpark to other locations?
1: Yes. My plan... Oh. Heard it here yes. first. <laughs> you heard it here first. In my plan, my financial projections was in year three. Um, what I know about the big, bigger companies is they're not going to come to the suburbs because it's just it's about numbers, right? Um, but I would love to have a co work uh, in Spark 2.0, if you will, in Bothell. Or I have a friend who's looking at starting one in Burien. And so I reached out to her and said, Hey, what about InSpark Burian? So, um, so there will be more. And yeah, this is just the beginning.
0: Awesome. So what's next <gasps> for Tracy Warren?
1: That felt so good to say out loud. This is just the beginning. <laughs> Whew, I got to take a deep breath. Um, What's next for Tracy Warren? You know, this... Uh, You know, I've, I've, there've been a lot of iterations of me where I was trying to build someone else's community and in my introduction, I called InSpark home Mm -hmm. and this, this is, this is absolutely where I was meant to be. Like this, I have found my life's calling doing this work and so I'm not sure, i'm in spark global i don't know right like (laughs) i'm I'm not exactly whoo that felt good too (laughs) thank you kate vision
0: Vision. vision i love it yeah well best of luck with all of it tracy warren thanks so much for your time today thank you so much for having me this was fun you're listening to the ewn podcast network what does community mean to you? That was one of the hardest things for me when I left my corporate job and started my own business was the loss of the community of my co-workers. Working at the coffee shop by yourself while others are there working too isn't quite the same. Coworking is catching on as people begin to understand the benefits of the supportive work environment, but where you don't have to commit to high office rental rates unless you want to. Have you ever had a flash of inspiration like Tracy did, where a dream or goal just came out of your mouth, surprising you as much as anyone else? Did you act on it? Or did you end up talking yourself out of it? If you have an inspiring story you'd like to share on this podcast, please click on the link at the bottom of the show page, fill out the survey. And if it seems like a good fit, I'll be in touch. If you like this podcast, please rate it on iTunes or Stitcher or blog talk radio, whichever service you get it on. And please tell your friends. If you have something to add to the conversation, please leave a comment on my Facebook page, First Class Life Solutions. You can find links to previous podcasts and recommendations of my guests on my website, firstclasslifesolutions.com. Tracy enthusiastically declared that she's found her calling. If you're still looking for yours, you'll want to tune in next week when my guest will be life purpose expert, Ronell Coburn. Do you yearn to live a life of purpose and passion? If you could only know what that means specifically for you. Did you know that your fingerprints were formed 5 months before you were born and hold the key to your most meaningful life? Using the tool of life prints hand and fingerprint analysis, full time for the past 19 years, Ronel Coburn has helped over 13,000 Healers, cultural creatives, artists, leaders, entrepreneurs, and entrepreneurs discover their real-life purpose by decoding their unique fingerprints so they can live lives of exceptional personal and professional fulfillment and extraordinary passion. Ronella has been featured on NBC's Today Show, Women's World, onespirit.com, ofspirit.com, library journal, and countless podcasts. She is the author of Destiny at Your Fingertips, Discover the Inner Purpose of Your Life and What It Takes to Live It, which was published in 2008. After publishing her more recent best-selling book, Life Purpose Now, It's In Your Fingerprints, in 2013, she was featured on NBC's Today Show. If you want to stop guessing and start living, you can know exactly what your life purpose from your own personal instruction manual for life found in the form of your unique fingerprints is. Ronell offers private consultations as well as professional training and certification in LifePrint's hand analysis. I hope you'll join us. Until then, cheers to your authentic first class life. I'm Kate Fessler. Thanks for listening to Change, Redefining Success. Is the EWN Podcast Network. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN podcast hosts at EWNPodcastNetwork.com.